Welcome to Lockhead on Marketing, where we're trying the world's first marketing pod storm. 30 days of strategies and ideas to help you create the future of your choosing. Hey ho, let's go. Thanks for pressing play. Uh, every Friday during the marketing pod storm, we are doing a live Q&A session on our Facebook group and on YouTube. That's every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Pacific time. And uh, we'd love it if you joined us. And if you can't, feel free to send email to uh, blackhole at lockhead.com with your questions on marketing. And we will do our best to answer them. And we only have one episode left, and that's next Friday. And next Friday is June 12th. 2020. Joining me for these sessions is our uh, living podcast legend, Jason DeFilippo. Uh, he has produced many of the world's top podcasts. And uh, he's a geek and I'm a marketing guy. And we have a lot of fun together. And uh, we hope we answer the questions you want us to. We're sponsored by my good friends at Oracle NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud business system. Visit netsuite.com slash different. And my friends at Splunk are the leaders in data to everything. Visit splunk.com slash D to E. Now your questions and our slightly sober answers. Hey ho, let's go. Welcome, welcome. So wh why were you up at 3 a.m. this morning, Jace? Uh, because I have dogs, and the dogs like to get me up at 3 a.m. to go pee. <laughs> and then sometimes I look at my email when I shouldn't at that point, mm. which is a bad idea <laughs> every time. Every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you and I must be connected on the Psychic Friends Internet, because... Three nights ago and two nights ago, I slept like 10 or 12 hours. And then last night, I was up at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, it happens. It's a strange Just, world we live in right now. <laughs> it is a strange world we're living in right now, isn't it? I Some might say unprecedented if you've watched the marketing <laughs> on television lately. <laughs> I, long, I long for the world of the precedented. <laughs> I'm tired of the Let's go back to precedented. Please. We're done with unprecedented. <laughs> uh -huh. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, and we had a we had a scare with one of our hens this morning, we, or yesterday, and uh, uh, so Annabelle is not right, and um, we take her to the vet. And have you been to a social distanced vet yet? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, we have. It's a. It comes down to for us, you drop the pet off and you leave. You're not allowed yeah. to go in or anything, which is well, terrifying. And, well, and at our vet, not only that, they won't talk to you. You got to pull up and then you got to call the vet and then they come out and talk yeah. to you and all this stuff. But anyway, here's the net of it. Guess what's wrong with Annabelle? What? She likes to eat metal. Oh, that's not good. That's Apparently, not good. certain chickens really like shiny objects. <laughs> Mm. And they eat them. So what's yeah. the what's the verdict? The verdict is antibiotics and flush her stomach out, and uh, and she'll just sort of poop it out. And our doctor wants to see her again today, but uh, so far she's uh, she's doing great. All right, it's better than the Rottweiler. They call them Rockweilers for a reason because they like to eat rocks, and that's a four thousand dollars surgery right there. So wow, not good. The, the, so they're probably a little more expensive than hens. 
little bit, a little bit, a little bigger. And I don't, I'm not comfortable leaving my 125 pound killing machine with strangers if I can avoid <laughs> it. So, well, not that I'm a stranger, but I'm, I appreciate you not letting your killing machine run around the neighborhood, even if I don't <laughs> yeah. live in the hood. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got Sarah D. Sarah writes in, how do brands figure out what to do and say, given everything that's going on in the world? We want to support social justice, the economy coming back and people's health and safety. But at the same time, we need to drive revenue. Somebody's got to get paid. Yeah, this is interesting, right? Because we're now starting to see uh, what appears to be the largest onslaught of social consciousness, social justice marketing ever. Right. For a while, we were seeing the ads with the sort of the piano music and the black yes. and the white. And that, and the, you know, and at the, the very end, it would say, thank you, healthcare heroes. And so, like, every company had to do one of those. Yeah. Um, the, the most dramatic one I've seen is an ad from Nike. It's just black with white writing, <laughs> no, no swoosh, no nothing. And all it says is, don't pretend there's not a problem in America. Nice. So, uh, look, I think we're at a time where, I'll say almost, almost every company needs to be seen taking a stand right now because I think it matters. And even if we end up with a lot of ads that look the same, I think, I think right now uh, that's okay. So I think if there's something for you to say about the current circumstance that we're in and you want to show support um, and you want to take a stand, then I think you should do that. I think the tougher question, and I think not doing it for, I'll just say many, I won't say all, I don't, you know, there's always situations where it might not be appropriate or whatever. But I think for a lot of brands, making a public statement right now is a very smart thing to do. And I, on a personal level, I've, been, I've gotten into m multiple fights and uh, we've had um, the episode we just did on marketing for social justice um, caused a tremendous amount of upset with a bunch of people. Uh, and and a lot more applause, but a bunch of ups. So, so I think if you're going to enter into these waters, and I think a lot of brands should, and a lot of people should, take a stand, be very clear about it, and be ready for some backlash. And I think on a personal level, like, I don't give a shit. If you think that uh, what I have to say about this situation or the role of the role that legendary marketing can play in driving social change and driving... The, the world to move from the way it is to the way we want it to be. I think marketing is incredibly important for that. And so there's been people who, um, who don't like that and argue with me about it and say, I'm trying to do this and say, I'm trying to do that. So I think if you're going to take a stand, the bottom line is be ready for the fallout. But I think it's important for a lot of companies to take a stand. The tougher question, actually, although that's tough, the tougher part, I think, is how do you do marketing right now that does make the cash register sing without looking like an insensitive group of assholes. And I think the, the answer to that is be thoughtfully aggressive, but radically generous. And, you know, I know I've been talking about this a lot lately, Eddie and I, but I think there's, there's things that you can do that put your company in a positive light, but that also help to drive revenue. And so I would suggest ask the question, what can we do with our marketing right now that makes a difference and drives the cash register at the same time. And I, I think you can do that. You know, I think that uh, being associated with a local food bank as a way to raise the profile of your company, and if you're a business that's been shut down, to let your community know that you're there, 
I think you can do that. I think you could do simple things like, um, you know, make masks with your logo on them or, or some awesome saying or, you know, so I think there's things that you can do to sort of say, hey, we're here and we're trying to be part of the solution and make no mistake, we'd love you if you did some business with us. So I, 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 it's a tough line to walk. The other thing I would say, and I've been doing this myself, the number of people I check with before I launch shit today has increased. <laughs> <laughs> so I may feel passionately and want to take a stand or say something or whatever. I am being more purposely cautious which is unusual for me. I think it's a good strategy right now because I think a lot of us, myself included, feel pretty raw. And so I think getting extra eyes on it, and I think this is frankly an area where diversity matters. I'm about to make a statement about police, uh, which I shared with you and I shared with mm -hmm. Jamie and I shared with a number of my friends and I made, I, I made sure that I shared that with a diversity of people, young people, older people, people of different backgrounds, and of course, people of different races and colors, because I, I wanted to make sure I hit the right note. And so I think now, now's the time, if you're going to step into the mix, so to speak, uh, even if it's in a, um, you know, you're trying not necessarily to be controversial, I think it's a good time to be super thoughtful and to run your, your sort of position, run your campaign, run your marketing idea through a wider uh, set of people and a more diverse set of people than you might otherwise. Um, that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been advising some of the companies I still work with on. I don't know. Do you have anything you want to add there, Jace, as, as, a, as a technology guy and as a consumer of marketing? No, you've done a really good job with that. Uh, I, I can't, of course, I can never do better than you. What do you, what do you, <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, the marketing. Yeah, I know, guy. but you're you're way better at me figuring out how to make all this podcast shit work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did have a conversation over on Grumpy Old Geeks this morning about Zoom and their their latest marketing, where they completely missed the mark, which was uh, kind of funny. They they said that we're going to do end to end encryption, but we're only going to do it for paying members because for the free per the free users, we want the FBI to be able to read what they're listening to. No, they did not do that. They, they absolutely did, my friend. Were and they joking? We, I'm pretty sure not because it comes from the CEO. So they they stepped in it on their marketing with that one. It's just like, and we, we agreed on the show. We're like, why don't you just say you're a company and you make money? And some people get a tiered experience because if you're not going to pay, we're not going to give you all the perks. But if you want to pay, you get all the perks. That's what a company does. They're in business. Instead of saying, throwing the FBI and the CIA under the bus saying, well, sometimes Al-Qaeda might need to see your Zooms. It's like, <laughs> no, that's not the way to do it. You should do it the way that it's meant to be. Uh, We're a business. I'll have to check that's that how, out. That's I, how, I mean, yeah. That's how you, you know, not Eric's, do it in, in this. <laughs> Eric's been on a couple times. He's he, he's very far from dumb, I'll tell you that. So, yeah. Um, film at 11, that's why I was. That's why it was very strange to see because we're just like, we, we I, I know from listening to him on your show that, you know, He's he, he's a smart guy. He's a sharp sharp knife. Very but, sharp. Uh, I don't know yeah. what happened there. That was a strange mm. one. So that's not how you market in a pandemic and global crisis. <laughs> Probably doesn't sound like it. All right, shall we move on to Sandy? Yes. What did Sandy say? Sandy would like to know. I'm in my first CMO job. I have about 15 years of experience and we're a B2B software company. Do you have any advice for me? CMOs seem to get fired a lot. <laughs> Yes, I, I think 
I think we're the number one most fired executive. I don't know if that's still accurate, but if not, we're, we're way high up there. Um, yeah, I, I do, uh, having been through it multiple times. Um, I think the first thing, the first, it, this may sound obvious, but the first thing is um, your entire ability to be effective and successful as a CMO, in my experience, is as a direct result of your relationship with the chief executive officer. And so if you are not uh, working with the CEO on a regular basis, the CEOs that I worked with and worked for, um, I would talk to them. It would be very unusual to go three days without talking to them. And I traveled a, a shit ton as a CMO. And if we didn't actually talk, talk, certainly text, email, that kind of stuff, uh, sharing experiences. So I think the, this, if you believe what I believe, which is the C CMO job is a highly strategic job, the relationship with the CEO matters a lot. And working with her on all of the key strategic initiatives in the company is a very critical part, being in deep communication, being the personal press secretary for the CEO, I think is very important as well. And of course, being a spokesperson for the company. So the first thing is, Get that CEO relationship really right. The second one is one of the main reasons, particularly in the, in, the, in the software business, CMOs get fired is they don't make the cash register sing. And so look, there's always this stupid conversation about leads. Well, marketing's not giving you the qualified lead. I want sales is not following up on And it just is this idiotic discussion. So um, there's a couple ways to solve this. The sales force wants and needs leads. That's a very real thing. We're trying to make, we're trying to sell stuff. And so give them the leads. Build a lead generation machine. Build an appointment setting machine. Stuff them with leads. Just go get that done. It's not that hard. It's not that complex. It's work. Uh, it takes some analysis. Data is your friend. Uh, but go get them leads. Go to the lead store and buy some. Uh, and, and just kind of get that to go away. Um, the second thing is um, make friends with the field. If you look at the two organizations that hate sales the most, it's say, uh, that marketing the most, it's sales and it's engineering. Make friends with both. And so in my case, what I did was I tried to spend about 50% of my time in the field on sales calls. And of course, I would go do marketing-oriented things as well. But spend time in the field with sales reps and, and set as a goal for yourself to become the number one most requested executive on a sales call. Because the truth is, marketing is, in a lot of ways, sales scale. And if the sales force respects you and thinks that putting you in front of prospects and customers is going to increase the likelihood they buy, then you're a legendary CMO. CMOs who are viewed as a joke by the field are finished. So that, that would be another one to focus on. The, the, on the engineering side, you know, Jace, what I would do, I would swap jobs with the head of engineering a couple times a year. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, it was really great. And I think the marketers liked it. And uh -huh. I would go to their product planning meetings and, you know, talk about bug reports and talk about new features and whatever, whatever was going on. He would literally take my calendar. I would take his calendar. We'd make things a little bit special, of course. But in general my week didn't look that different than his normal week because we were swapping jobs. And um, what it did was it built deep, deep, deep relationships between engineering and marketing, just like me as a CMO being in the field helped to do the same thing. I encouraged mm -hmm. my campaign managers and product managers to do the same thing from a marketing side. I spent a lot of time in the field, travel. Um, I was always a huge, huge 
a supporter of travel, to, particularly to go see customers. And so when you get that right, those relationships right, and you get the field leads, now, once you nail that, you have an opportunity to go get the big stuff done, which is drive a category strategy, build a provocative and engaging point of view that'll move a market category from where it is today to the way you want it to be and and do the strategery. And so the big mistake I see is a lot of CMOs want to go do the strategery, go do the high creative stuff, do the fun stuff, as opposed to build those relationships, drive revenue, and and then get the big stuff done. Oh, and one other thing, for at least six months, don't even talk about changing the logo. Because <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it is like clockwork. A new CMO oh. comes in and yep. we're getting a new fucking logo. And a lot of people, rightfully so, look at that and go, you're fucking with the logo. Where are my leads, Jimmy? Right? So <laughs> unless the logo is on fire and you really have to do it immediately, I've seen it happen and I've changed logos in my life. So I, I get it. Don't make that the first thing in your agenda because it sends a bad signal that you want to play with the toys as opposed to get down to business. That's funny. What what size companies were you dealing with then? Because I'm, I'm used to dealing with under 50 person companies. So like, you know, the chief marketing officer would always hang out with us, say, at Technorati when we were like about a 30 person company. And we did change the logo, but that came from the CEO, not the CMO. And uh, but we were always kind of an inclusive unit. So I think I think if you put some context on the size of the companies you're talking about, that would help kind of, you know, wrap our heads around it, because I think you're, you're talking about much larger companies, right? Yeah, st- you're absolutely right, Jace. Size mm-hmm. and stage of growth probably mm-hmm. matter a lot, right? So, um, look, if you're the if you're a, a new CMO at a Series B company that's got 50 people, and mm-hmm. you know the first logo was you got uh, you know the founder got on Fiverr and it looks like a kid created it. Bingo, <laughs> right? <laughs> if you're sort of at that stage, then it, it it might be very appropriate to make one of the first three things you do as a CMO is to actually go get that done. Um, so I think you're absolutely right. Size and stage matters a lot. Um, and, you know, I've been in the earliest of early startups and, and you know, been in multi-billion dollar companies. So seen a wide range of it. But yeah, typically the, it's at the bigger company where you don't want to start there. If, if you're at a smaller company and you need a new logo, then maybe you need to get that done. But don't play with the pretty toys too much, especially if you're not delivering uh, leads and you're not partnering deep with engineering. All right, we got another one from Jada G. Do you know of any marketing groups or masterminds for people of color? Well, Jada, when your email came into me, uh, I had a uh, uh, ear-to-ear grin because I've been thinking that a lot, and I have actually reached out to a number of very high-profile uh, African American CMOs that I know, uh, and said, "Hey, I'm, I'm just curious." Does this exist? And uh, I have not found it yet. And uh, and to a person, every every uh, CMO that I've asked this question to says the same thing. No, I haven't. That's a great idea. Let me know if you find one. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I sort of uh, not that I have time to do it or anything like that. But I sort of thought, how weird would it be if a white guy started? A, uh, a CMO group or, or a marketing group for, for people of color. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. We live at times where 
sometimes it's hard to know, you know, but anyway, I haven't heard yet. I'm keeping my ears open. Here's what I will promise to do. If I find one that looks, you know, credible and cool and interesting, um, I, I will promise to put it on social media, put it on our Facebook group and say, hey, check out, you know, XYZ cool marketing group for people of color. Uh, and if anybody decides they want to found one and they want some, some love and support, uh, I'm happy to love and support as much as I can. <laughs> All right. That was fun. I heard, I sure hope you enjoyed it. Next episode will be part two of your questions and our slightly sober answers. We would like to thank the good folks at NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud business system, and they have recently put together a fantastic free guide for you called The Seven Actions Businesses Need to Take Now. Uh, go to netsuite.com slash different, get your free guide, and schedule a free product tour of NetSuite today. My friends at Splunk want to help you turn data into doing. Visit splunk.com slash D2E. Splunk brings uh, data to every question, every decision, and every answer. That's splunk.com slash D2E. Now, if you're in business and you're in the B2B space in Silicon Valley, you know your website is often the first thing that people experience if they're interested in your company. And my friends at Atranet have been building legendary B2B sales, uh, B2B websites in Silicon Valley for over 20 years. Visit atre.net. That's Atranet at at. R-E-dot-N-E-T. My friends at Spiro want to help you close more business with the power of machine learning and our artificial intelligence. Visit spiro.ai for proactive relationship management. And my friends at the mission.org are a legendary creative studio working with companies to create custom podcasts, sponsorships, and original content to drive business results. If you're thinking about podcasting now, visit mission.org. And my first book, the global international bestseller, Play Bigger, How Pirates, Dreamers, and Innovators Create and Dominate Markets. Why not buy a copy for the, the uh, your closest 2,000 friends? All right, this podcast is the sole property of the Lockhead Oddcast Network. If you like it enough to listen, why not share it with your whole team? Uh, today's information is provided to you solely for informational purposes. Please consider Consult your spiritual advisor, doctor, and mother before acting on any of today's information. As I said, we're produced and edited by Jason DeFilippo. Jamie J. and Sarah Knox do legendary technical execution, including Lockhead.com. Show notes by Diane Gervasio. Remember, you can send your questions to blackhole at Lockhead.com. The thought I'll leave you with today comes from Santa Cruz County Sheriff Jim Hart, who said, Black Lives Matter. Today, there is no important message than this. Please stay healthy, stay legendary, be good to each other. And until we're together again, follow your different.